0: Hi, everybody. You're listening to the 53rd episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP. I am DeCarlo Calloway alongside Dorian. And on today's podcast, we nerded out in Virginia Beach, are going streaking in St. Louis. We marvel in the transformative presence of Shohei Otani and watch Houdini pop up in Kansas City. So, like every episode that we recorded we always like to begin by discussing the drinks that we are having and today i'm doing something very different but also kind of giving out a a salute to uh to shohei otani by drinking some yokaichi mugi sochu from japan i have it cold with a nice um globe ice cube in the glass, and I have to say this stuff is going down like water, which is quite dangerous because it is a weekday, and I still have to wake up early tomorrow morning. But anyway, that's enough about what I am drinking. Let me pass it off to Dorian. What's going on, brother? And What are you drinking today? Onishiwa, the
1: to Carlo. What does that mean? Hello? Yes? Uh, hello. Hello. Sure. Onishiwa in Japanese. I... I'm actually surprised that you're, you're drinking. I'm not surprised you're drinking soju. I'm surprised that that soju is from Japan. I always thought that it was from South Korea. What is that? Rice Rice alcohol? Rice barley. vodka?
0: It's barley. This one it's, I have is made with barley. But I know, I know, well, sake is rice.
1: But I thought that Soju was the Jap- was the Korean version or, or, of sake. Well, they or... also
0: make it different because I was at a Japanese restaurant not too long ago and they had a s- sweet potato version of
1: Soju actually. That sounds way too sweet. I love sweet potato fries, but I don't want it, I don't want that in liquid form.
0: Well, you know, it depends. Maybe that's one of those drinks that you would have to pair well with a meal because some things, you know, drinking on its own. Might not really uh, be that palatable as opposed to when you actually pair it with food, and it actually
1: brings out a different flavor in it. All right, well, we'll start the podcast with kanpai, which is Japanese cheers for empty the glass, and we we're going to be emptying our glasses very soon. And in my glass, I have I'm going back to a beer as we kick off year two dos de drei in German. It's a wooded reserve imperial brown ale and it's been aged in barbado's rum barrels it's from it's from a local american brewery called new realm brewing company in virginia beach virginia yeah
0: we we, uh, listeners we've noticed especially to our international listeners dorian has
1: a, a particular bias when it comes to american breweries usa usa I'm joking. I, it's just good. It's good. This is like my also my own personal using the podcast is my own personal brewery tour all up and down the East Coast. I'll get out to the West Coast eventually. But if we 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 love hearing beats from Virginia Beach and DiCarlo, what is one of the greatest music duos that came out of Virginia Beach? Even though we're not from Virginia, we're one of the greatest duos in, in podcasting. I'm joking, people. What's other great duo that came out of Virginia Beach while I drank my beer oh, from Neptunes. America?
0: The Neptunes. The Neptunes. Pharrell Williams and Chad. I don't remember his last name. Chad but Hugo. Yeah. I know. You know what? It's funny. In my mind's eye, the H came in, but I just, I didn't want to say it and then be wrong. But yeah, they, those dudes are dope. And honestly, everybody knows Pharrell because he is a time traveling vampire. You know that's how people kind of perceive him because he does not age. The dude has looked the same since 1993. <laughs> no, no, seriously,
1: no, no. I would you know, say about 2001. I saw. I remember the video. What is it? All I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom. It's uh, yeah,
0: with that? Teddy Riley, Rump Shakers, Rex Rump Shaker. Effects. Yeah, that, Rump yeah, Shaker, Rex, Rex and effects. effects.
1: That that video. I think they was shot in on like literally on Virginia Beach. You, so you know the budget for that was like nine dollars
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah that's pretty he, that video came out in 96 94? no, no, no 93. 93 he was super he's skinny now he was even skinnier back then so that's really all that changed he's packed on and i mean pack on like he's probably gained five pounds, five pounds since yeah, like yeah. 1993 so yeah but the guy the guy's he's like 50 something years old and he looks like he's 25 no but people have always said like like you know there's always the internet i swear is so funny
0: and stupid at the same time but uh they like he was pharrell's vampire it's like he doesn't age <laughs> you know? some people would presume and jay-z's a time traveler you, you've heard that one where people have seen like there's been a photo yeah there's just
1: so many so many stupid stuff on the internet uh, pharrell's a much better looking man than jay-z jay-z's like he's a uh, he he has uh, he has a strong facial personality i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> but <laughs> a lot <la> joe campbell <laughs> Gosh, i had heard that no yeah
0: time. no uh, but you remember how people would always try to say like jay-z kind of look like joe campbell
1: i don't i i never knew that i know who joe campbell was yeah
0: this knew. is for for any gen z joe campbell was a cartoon cigarette ad that was used by the tobacco companies to try to entice younger people to smoke. And uh, what was that? It was what they got in court. They got, you know, that completely eviscerated the tobacco industries advertising and they couldn't do that anymore. Hmm.
1: So bad. So Pharrell said that we're nerding it out in Virginia Beach and that's that's one of the names of the band. You, You called me Pharrell, really? Did I say that? No, yeah, you I said, said, I'm sorry. No, you said Pharrell is nerding it out. It's, cool. Barbado, it's the bar. It's the Barbados rum inside his beer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The DiCarlo at the top of the show said that we're nerding it out in Virginia Beach, and that's because Pharrell and Chad's band, well, one of their band, because they have like two, is NERD, No One Ever Really Dies. And I love, love that
0: acronym. I, I love that, that acronym. So that, that's cool, especially when it's like no one ever
1: dies. In their- that's why like you said pharrell's a vampire he doesn't actually die maybe no. it should be called purd pharrell never actually dies or whatever but as you may or may not know de carlo pharrell met chad in elementary school that is a lifetime bond apparently chad i don't i don't want to say he was a prodigy but the dude could play or not he's not dead the dude can play like every single instrument and they would just jam all day long from like the trumpet to the triangle to the violin to everything the guy's crazy they're both super super talented and you know when you we all go down youtube rabbit holes whether whatever it is that we're looking at like the carlo what are like your some of your favorite youtube rabbit holes? inspired songs no no that just oh. like their songs you ever seen them live you ever, ever met them uh
0: Nerd, no, I, I haven't. If I met Pharrell, that would be that would be somebody I would get starstruck, like about like I, I don't know if I would get starstruck, I would be very re- like, respectful because that's a genius. Like he, you know, and, and not in the term of oh my god, he was born and he just was so amazing. It's like, no, this is a guy who focused on his craft and got very, very good at it and consistently just developed. So that, you have to have respect for people like that. That I have respect for Pharrell, but no, I've never seen them in concert and i have not been in it i don't know maybe i don't know i i honestly i i maybe i'm trying to think what i've been to a that? bunch of concerts but i can't i can't
1: place it yet but what maybe, about maybe what not. about what about one of their songs that they produced or even or even performed in oh
0: man i like uh rockstar that's like one of my favorite songs rockstar with lil wayne no no nerd rockstar
1: Oh, 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 because oh. I know Lil Wayne, he went through his rock star. He put out that album and everyone gave him crap because he's like, you not, you're not a rock star. You're not a rock and roll guy. But it was actually a good album. Anyways, Lil Wayne has nothing to do with Pharrell. Mm-hmm. So rock star. OK, I have a bunch of them. One of them is. That's
0: one, but I have a lot. Oh. And, and then, of course, there's all the features that, you know, Neptune's beats. So that's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love Let's Get Blown. 2004 song with Snoop Dogg and uh, Keisha Cole provided like they didn't even give her the credit or something I forget what it was but she sang in it mm. and I love because it's like super smooth and that's the one that the if you see the video let's get blown on YouTube it's when Snoop Dogg is in his like house overlooking the, the Hollywood Hills in LA and it just like opens up it's just sick it's just it, I don't know if it's actually his house but the video is sick for that mm. stuff Another, one, another song I love that the Neptunes produced was You Don't Have to Call, the 2002 song. song from Usher, but I love the version that Ludacris... On the remix. Yeah, the remix, because he goes is one of my favorite lines And people. This should be part of your life philosophy. Ludacris says, drink some prune juice and let the shh go. It's like that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's a good metaphor. Another Speaking of beautiful... And a great video. The song Beautiful, 2003 with Jay-Z. It was with Snoop Dogg and Charlie Wilson. And that was... Where, where was Beautiful? Brazil. I don't know where they are. Brazil. Brazil right. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. Awesome. Fronting with Jay-Z. Change Clothes with Jay-Z. That's when he was with his whole... I'm like Michael Jordan. I'm going to retire. And then like three days later, he said, no, it's like... I, I, I'm kidding. Anyways. I think we, we, This could be an entire podcast of jay-z virginia beach the and, music yeah, scene. Virginia,
0: oh yes because when you think about everybody else who came out of there who else missy elliott boom timberland teddy Riley. Went, well D'Angela. teddy Riley rolled down oh, yeah. there after he stopped like after he did new jack swing he rolled down there and then when he was down there he uh came across the neptunes and uh it was actually a talent them. show
1: yeah and then signed them yeah, and D'Angelo is also from Virginia Beach. As I don't well know as Alan with...
0: Iverson. Well, no, Alan Iverson's Newport. That's uh, new, like uh, Hampton News, but that's not too
1: far. But from it's, yeah, Beach. It's not, it is not too far. But D'Angelo is the one that all the girls went crazy about when that song came out. Like what? How 15 does it years feel? Ago? How does it feel? Yeah,
0: Wait, when it mean, was
1: ball butt <laughs> naked. All basically, it was yeah, like two- all
0: his glory.
1: <laughs> It was like the 2005 version of like Elvis, where they wouldn't film Elvis below the waist, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't film D'Angelo below the waist for that video. No, <laughs> anyway. it was it
0: stopped right like right. Yeah, of at course. His That's line. what I'm saying.
1: And so and, they didn't, yeah, film. So, anyways, so as here we go. We're talking about Virginia. Smart. That was a smart
0: move on his part, though. It's like, like it's, it's like if I have it, I'm gonna flaunt it, and I'm gonna do it in a song where I'm mumbling, so mostly nobody knows what I'm actually saying and it's called how does it feel and i look like at the end i'm in a euphoric state of ex- like explosive energy it's very you know? creative yeah it was great it was honestly it was great he won grammys i think he won like a few grammys for that and then afterwards he kind of fell off but i did see yeah, I the con- that's somebody saw in concert though hmm.
1: gave a good show so cheers kanpai uh, whatever I just said to, yeah, come pie to all the great artists in Virginia beach, starting off with the amazing Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. And also people speaking of concerts, there, w- there would have been concerts at a stadium that you could have seen a minor league team in Virginia beach, but they never actually came to be. There was supposed to be a minor league team in the Atlantic league called the Virginia beach Neptunes, no relation to Pharrell and Chad, it's just that in Virginia Beach, they have this statue of the Greek god Neptune, and so I guess everything has to be do with the sea and stuff. And they're also the uh, one of the U.S. naval bases is, is there as well. Well, so New,
0: in by. Hampton, uh, Hampton News in that area, Hampton Bays—that's what it's called. If I sure, remember. but it's like Newport. It's Newport, Virginia Beach. Hampton all that Rose. area. yeah, Hampton
1: Roads, Hampton Roads. That's
0: what it's stuff.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the to the, the spot. to the to the minor league team that that was not the Virginia Beach Neptunes. Cheers to the actual Neptunes, and, and cheers to you, beautiful listener. You don't have to go. What did I say? You don't have to go. You don't have. You to call. don't have to call. You but don't you do have, to have to call. Listen to. It's okay, girl. Cause I'm gonna be
0: alright tonight. There
1: we go. And then you got to come in with ludicrous about drinking prune juice. No, let's just keep drinking our beers. crew Listener, keep, keep <laughs> drinking. Send us a picture. As we've as we, as we mentioned, we have brand new social media accounts. We're on Instagram. Our Instagram name is Hips or Baseball Podcast. Send us a picture. Tag us, tag us in a picture that you're drinking while you're doing baseball sports, listening to music, watching a baseball game. Use the hashtag HBP Drink. We also have a Twitter account. Our Twitter handle is at HBP 4040. Again, use the hashtag HBP drink, and we will repost all the delicious drinks that you're you share with us. We were on a roll to Carlo as we as we switch back into our sports segment. We were on a roll talking about the Neptune's Jay Z, all that great music in Virginia Beach, the St. Louis Cardinals are on a heck of a roll. They've gone streaking, just like that amazing movie that I just forgot the name right now. Old school. That is a cult classic. I've seen. Man. I've seen them. If that movie's like on TNT, I go watch it. I, I've seen I the movie a million times. I watch it. It's like boom, you can, used, you can literally pick it up at any point, mm. and it's amazing.
0: No, I watched like when I was in undergrad, when I was a freshman, I watched that in my dorm room so many times. You know, it's like one of my best friends for his wedding i actually got him a bread maker like <laughs> you got him a what a bread maker so do you remember wow. in old school how will farrell like the main character was it not luke wilson yeah luke he, he gave will farrell's character him and his wife a bread maker for the wedding and remember and he oh, every right. time he kept trying to pass it off to everybody <laughs> his housewarming he's like oh. here's a bread maker and he's like I know I gave yeah, you I this remember. bread baker Then he gave it to uh Vince Vaughn's kid for his birthday. Beanie.
1: Oh yeah, be, uh, yeah. Max, it's like, yeah, earmuffs, yeah, like
0: earmuffs, earmuffs. Vin-
1: so Vince Vaughn's character was Beanie, and then Luke Wilson's yeah. was Mitch. Yes, yes, that was this that movie's the greatest. That's hilarious, and that movie was made back in two thousand and three. But you could not remake that nowadays. Oh hell
0: no! Everybody oh, would be canceled. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that- oh my god i mean honestly i think we have to as a species just appreciate the the ratchetness of certain eras and be happy we've evolved past it and not like condemn those who have lived through it it's like if you've grown from it yo peace be with you my brother and sister but you know all right if you you ain't if you haven't grown I can understand why people are mad but that movie like for me that movie i know you know what now that you said that i'm gonna have to watch that to I'm see and it. i'm just gonna watch it to think of okay what the hell would not pass muster out of this movie in 2021 practically just the whole
1: the, damn movie it would take you three hours to write all that stuff no so i like,
0: i you know what i can already think of the initial like five minutes Remember in the cab <laughs> when he gets in the cab And then the captain's like, he's like, oh, it doesn't have any seatbelts. And I'm not going to repeat the line, but he's like, quit being a. That alone would have been like, eh, you're done.
1: That's true. So, Frank the Tank, which is Will Farrell's character, he said that he's going streaking. And he said it while he interrupted Snoop Dogg. Dogg. That's beautiful. Snoop Dogg was in our drinking segment. Snoop Dogg is in his baseball. (laughs) Snoopaloop. So oh, while Frank, yeah, so we're games. gonna we're gonna stay with Jay Z, uh, Jay Z with Snoop Dogg, while Frank Tank goes down some St. Louis famous street, which I don't know them because I've been there once, but I have actually no idea about any of the streets. The St. Louis Cardinals people have been going streaking. They've won 17 consecutive games. That's one seven. That's sixteen plus one. That's eight plus nine. It's crazy. It's this is the longest streak in National League, in the National League. In 70 years. Yeah, that's pretty dope. 70 years ago, the president of the United States was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who said, The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I say, say The only. The only thing we have to fear is the oh, Saint yes, Louis he Cardinals. oh yes, you did say that.
0: Why did I think Churchill for some reason? I thought no. you were about to do we'll fight him at the seas. No, we'll fight <laughs> him. I've been drinking too much Soju. I can't even remember. We'll my fight him remember. in the
1: pub. Yes. No. So my, my my take on that is that the only thing we have to fear is the St. Louis Cardinals winning the world championship. God forbid. I really don't like the Cardinals. I but- you
0: know what I disagree with you. And I'm gonna say this: why? They have momentum, but their momentum is at such a level that it's to that point that everybody else's energy is going to go towards, well, are they going to lose? Are they going to lose? Are they going to lose? And as a result of that, I think that's going to bring a lot of pressure, especially moving into the postseason. I could be wrong, because at the same time, when you're clicking like that, like if if you're a team that has such good chemistry and you're clicking on all cylinders at the right time, everybody's going to fear facing you. And that works to your advantage too, because you could actually be losing your stuff, but everybody else is coming in intimidated. So you could just ride the wave for that. And the fact that the team itself has enough cohesion and chemistry that they'll still be able to sustain that. So statistically speaking, you would think that they probably might not, but at the same time, sometimes you just have luck And they possibly can have luck in this, in this instance.
1: uh, Obviously they're going to lose. I mean, this is baseball. There's so many games played that it's impossible to go undefeated, but at this point they, because of this crazy, crazy streak, they they're in the playoffs. They clinched the second wild card. They will play the Dodgers in Los Angeles, but they're so high right now, even when they lose, I don't think they're going to, it's not going to be like, oh my God, we can no longer win a game. They're they're like, oh, we're going to get back to, because their confidence is so high. One, one or two losses isn't going to be the end of them. It's like, no, we'll get it back. We'll get it back. And they've already set a record of most consecutive road wins in major league baseball history. They've won 11 straight road games, which is insane. Before this crazy, crazy streak happened, the Cardinals had a, 2.8% chance of making the playoffs. 2.8% chance. That's beating the odds. And now they're <laughs> and now they're in. They were eight and a half games out of the wild card spot. And now they're in.
0: They've but you know what? That also like when you think about that, that puts into perspective how numbers itself, it's like, you know, when you think about the logic of, of numbers and how people will sit back and um put so much emphasis on that and then all of a sudden this anomaly takes place and just rips it totally apart you know it's it's something to look at and it's something to sit back and marvel even if they don't end up winning the world series that's a season that is in the books just the fact that you can end a season that hot and you do it in a way that nobody actually sees you coming that's dope
1: yeah, they, they really did come out of nowhere because before this happened, it was all the, the rage of who's going to get that second wild card spot. Is it going to be the San Diego Padres? Is it going to be the Cincinnati Reds? It, it was – that then the Cardinals are like, nope, we're taking this. We're not going to lose for the next two and a half weeks.
0: Yeah. These guys.
1: Can. And you know what they
0: also did is they carved themselves out of uh, talking, you know, especially come next season, people are going to be looking at them in the National League like, yo, hey, oh, the Cardinals, like what's the team you're going to have to fear?
1: You know, I don't think they fear. It's just like another team Maybe like, it's, in, it's it's like at the end of the game, either the game is tied or maybe you're up by one run, you're down by a run. And at the back of your mind, you're, on the opposing side, you're thinking those sons of guns are coming back. Those sons of guns are going to, it's not the fear part. It's more like that, that doubtful part. These are all professionals at the highest level. Like they expect to win, but it, it, they're also human. They'd be like these. These guys are going to take it from us. They've been doing it for two and a half weeks. Why wouldn't they take it from us?
0: Yeah. that's a good point.
1: And they've been mashing. They've already hit. There's uh, We still have like a game or two left in September. They've already hit 50 home runs in September, which is puts them within within reaching distance of their team record, franchise record of hitting 55 home runs. In one month, and that was back in the 2000 season for the month of April, which is crazy. And everyone, as you can imagine, you can't win 17 games in a row without 99% of your players going absolutely bonkers. Their third baseman, Matt Carpenter, back on the 18th of September against the Padres, he was on a 0 for 31 streak. He hadn't had a hit in his previous 31 at-bats. I'm, I'm uh, quick math off the top of my head. That's like nine games, DiCarlo. That, that, you're talking about a week and a half of not getting a single hit.
0: Yes, yeah, that's, that's,
1: a, that's a
0: streak you do not want to have.
1: <laughs> and Matt Carpenter is one of the best third basemen defensively in, in all of Major League Baseball. This was the longest hitless streak of his career. And, of course, he broke out of it. He got, a pin, he got a pinch hit double in the sixth inning. And, of course, the Cardinals went on to win that game. They had things to celebrate, not just winning the, the wild card mm. on the 20th, 20th, 20th of September. Their pitcher, John Lester, who DeCarlo, the Chicago Cubs, the Chicago Cubs gave away the tra- trade deadline. Nobody wanted him. The Cardinals got him and the Cardinals fans didn't like that. They traded for John Lester because he's like washed up, allegedly. He's now he won his career, his 200th career game with them against the Milwaukee Brewers on the 20th of September. And you're talking about supernovas in that lineup. I'm gonna bring up, it's no surprise, their center fielder, Harrison Bader. He's had, he's filled up all the stats. He has all the runs, all the hits, all the power. But I'm gonna bring up, I'm gonna bring this up to our resident Empire State co-host. DiCarlo, you know, Harrison, is from Bronxville, New York. Oh, he got money. Oh, and, oh, and he attended Horace Mann School. <laughs> so his parents got money. And I know people who aren't New York centric have no idea where Bronxville is. Have no idea what in the world the Horace Mann School is. Do you want to tell us where Bronxville, New York, is, my friend?
0: Well, Bronxville, New York, is in Westchester County, and it's a very nice hamlet in the county of Westchester. Um, it is one of it is extremely wealthy. Yeah, that's Scarsdale, Bronxville. There's another town up there. Those are like the big two, two like really rich. It's like, yeah, it's it's just no slouchy town. And Horace Mann is one of the top private schools in the country.
1: People that go there pay more to go to that school than they do to go to college, but. Yeah, Bronxville is it's it's basically just outside of Manhattan. So what is it like? About an hour train ride from from the city.
0: Actually, even no, probably like thirty minutes.
1: Yeah, so it's Bronxville is has has nothing to do with the Bronx. It should be called Bronx X. We are the well, it's above the Bronx. Exactly. Yeah, it's above the Bronx. So, anyways, we're not here to spend uh, Harrison Bader's parents' money because they did it on him for a great education. Harrison Bader has been carrying the St. Louis Cardinals in the last 13 games. He has an OPS, which is on base plus slugging, which is a metric of showing you your power stats of 1.227. That's Barry Bonds-esque. If you were, your OPS is around 900.900, without, 900. without the big head, though. <laughs> sure, but maybe he has a big head after having these huge hits for the past two weeks but not actually physically a huge head because he doesn't stick needles in his left butt cheek to do steroids. Harrison Bader has been just demolishing the ball over the past 13 games, like I said. 1.227, that is Barry Bond's level. That's Hall of Fame. That's crazy. And he doesn't even have the best OPS on the team over the past 13 games. The first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt, he has an OPS of 1.348, which is again, Barry bonds and it's just been absolutely insane, and it's been frustrating as an Atlanta Braves fan watching these guys streak to the wild card. They will take on the Los Angeles Dodgers in a National League wild cards game, not series, game. And so as a Braves fan, I'm kind of like, the only way the Dodgers are going to get knocked out is in some crazy game like the wild card where anything could happen. And the Cardinals have a history of doing crazy magical playoff runs over the past fifteen odd years. They've won the World Series, what, like two, three times over the past fifteen years. I don't know. I don't remember that off the top of my head. And so, I kind of want the Cardinals to knock off the Dodgers, but at the same time, I'm like, if if the Braves meet the the Cardinals, they they probably might, they probably will do their black voodoo on the Atlanta Braves. So I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that but I think it's on the, the 7th of October, the 6th of October is a National League wildcard game. But the St. Louis Cardinals, they they could easily go into the playoffs at their streak being 20 consecutive games, 21 consecutive games. They could. So they are a heck of a team that to look are. out for.
0: That they are. And honestly, that's a good thing. Baseball needs these type of stories. And honestly, they need, they need these... Uh, type of streaks. You also need flashy players who actually bring out a certain essence that makes the game. Uh, what's the word? It brings a lot more levity to it. And also it exposes you. And as a viewer, you sit back and say, man, I'm watching something historic because this is something I haven't seen before. And it will completely change everybody. Not only my perception of how the game is played too. And I think we've been living in one of those moments during this season. As we take a look at Shohei Otani. Like, for one, like I said, I was drinking, we were going to be talking about mar- marveling about Shohei. And honestly, I was drinking my Sochu. This guy is, this is, this caliber of player is in the realm of Michael Jordan, potentially, LeBron James, Wayne Gretzky. One of those players who absolutely changes the sport. And changes the way that people perceive the sport. Like, What do you think about that?
1: I think that you are absolutely correct. Because now a lot of these, and it's not even Japanese or even Asian kids, it's also American kids who want to pitch and want to bat. And you can already hear their managers or coaches or their parents saying, no, 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 no. You need to concentrate on one thing. That's how you're going to get that college scholarship to play college base- baseball, or that's the you way that you're going to get drafted. And now they're like, no, 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 no. Not only is there a baseball player that's doing both well, he's one of the best players on the planet. planet. Yes. And so I really hope that he continues to do this, both pitching and hitting, hitting. and doing it well for the next three, four five years, because- Things need to be reinforced because if this is the only season he does this, it's going to be like a, he's not going to be a flash in the pan because then he could easily just transition to being a great pitcher or a great hitter, yeah. but to be great at both for a consistent amount of years, that would inspire kids and it would help slightly baseball's issue with being more attractive to the younger audience
0: No, it would. to just drive them to play. What you know what's funny is, is that when we come up playing baseball because when I was coming up playing the best athlete always pitched you know it was like the pitcher was the best player on the team it was like he either pitched or he played shortstop that was like literally what it was and so I always used to ask myself like what happened throughout like the progression of uh, through you know playing pony league to going and you're playing like AAU or CYO and then going if you, you play high school ball go to college whatever like what happened where your best player would also pitch and hit and would be a hell of a hitter and a hell of a pitcher and so now it actually brings back that to me like how i think about it and how i perceive it it brings back that childhood feeling about it like you know when you can go in there and you have somebody who can hit for power and also really pitch and throws a team off balance like i think we have to sit back and 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 like, let's focus on his numbers so far. So let me just give you his stats: forty-five home runs, twenty-four stolen bases, ninety-nine runs scored, ninety-eight RBIs, one hundred and fifty-six strikeouts in 130 and one hundred and thirty and one-third innings on the mound. It's, it's outrageous. That's really like, and you know what? He doesn't even play in the National League, where pitchers actually are supposed to hit. He's a Martian. No, seriously, like when you think about how this is like, it's like we've never seen anything like this. And and I'm not trying to, but it's something that you have to marvel at. And I think, honestly, baseball has lacked players who could bring that draw in. I think since you started to see the generation of the great shortstop, because that's when you like the late 90s, early 2000s, when you had jeter a rod nomar garciaparra and then you had before them the steroid era barry bonds who's uh you know undoubtedly was a great player prior but then just you know completely took greatness and took it into another stratosphere but then of oh. course you know it wasn't legit and then you had mcguire and count chocula you know knocking home runs
1: <laughs> you meet you meet sammy Sosa. yeah he looks like you, you mean count michael chocula. jackson
0: he, he looks like Count Chocolate though, not Michael day. He looks like Cow Chocolate. But I actually think maybe he has like vitiligo, though. I don't think so. But still, why would you want to do that? Like if you didn't have like like an actual legit like I'm sorry. shout out to you, Sammy Sosa. Like, you know, you did well, but man, I, I don't know. Anyway, let me not. Let me not.
1: He's like, what well, he's like, what do you mean? I look exactly the same. No, you not.
0: No, you don't do. you are you are uh, a black male with a jerry curl at one point. Don't And now to... <laughs> he's a white woman. No, he's not that far. Off.
1: He he looks like he's count
0: he's count chocolate.
1: Okay. But you know, our HBP pool HBP bullpen, we actually have a Japanese speaker and we know what the word for marvelous because we keep saying how marvelous Shohei Otani is. Check out the Japanese word. Marvelous. Marvelous. It's kind of like it's kind of let down. Like marvelous, marvelous. marvelous. Like, I thought it'd be something else, but it's fine.
0: Well, that's that's kind of what people have been saying about him. So let me just kind of like touch on some of the people on his team. So the people who could sit back and, and, and watch Shohei every single day in and out. So, uh, pitcher Alex Cobb, I can't miss any of this. He says this is historic. His, his, uh, Pitching coach Matt Wise stated, "Quote: There's definitely discipline to the way Shohei goes about every minute of his day. It means the physical gifts he has are not wasted, and that's probably the most inspiring thing. He is very, very thoughtful, and how he goes about everything. It has inspired me in dealing with my own kids. I know I keep using the word inspiring because that's exactly what it is. He doesn't waste any of any any of what he's been given. He he's." Like, people are speaking to him, like, speaking about him as though he's been, like, blessed by Jesus.
1: Or Buddha. Or or Confucius. Or Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu. Or what was Abraham's name before he changed it to Abraham? Abram. Or Abram. Yahweh. Yahweh. Jehovah. Allah. Elohim.
0: Elohim.
1: Elohim, Hashanah. Anyways, what the hell are we talking about here? We're talking about a Japanese baseball player.
0: No, we're talking about a Japanese baseball player who's had who's been touched. He has a special No, field. no,
1: no, don't say touched. That's that it's a different connotation.
0: No, I'm not talking about it in the way that you would think. You know, it shows how you have not elevated. How are you thinking? I'm talking about touched by the spirit. Touched I can be am, in many things, man. I'm a man, about?
1: I'm a man of the old school. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Uh, the old school. Get off my lawn, huh? Yeah. Guy here. Speaking of OPS, Shohei Otani's OPS over the past six games is 1.168. Again, very Bons-esque. That's only That's only one week. But, I mean, overall, his OPS is, in this season, 0.962, which is out of this world. It is it is amongst the very best. It, he does it all. He does it with power. He does strikeouts. No, he, no. he does it with power with the bat. And he strikes people out. And he just does amazing things with the ball as a pitcher. Nothing nothing but good things can happen. I really, uh, really hope he continues to do both pitching and hitting and doing it well and staying healthy. That's he it. He could probably he only do that
0: for so long, though. Because at one point, the one thing that you'll have to think about is, for pitching-wise, God forbid, you have a situation where he has to go to dr andrews and then that just messes up a lot you know what i mean like you want to be very careful because pitchers arms are delicate but at the same time maybe having a little bit more extra oomph is what can toughen them up a bit because maybe that's something that many players have lost as as they've progressed is that they've become too specialized that any deviation outside of that has made them brittle so maybe him being all around actually was strengthening his, like his whole physicality and he might not have those same picture type injuries that you would see.
1: I think that combined with today's medicine and the knowledge of how to recuperate the body, sleeping, meditating, vacation, strenuous, strenuous physical activity, he can do whatever he wants. And I think that he, I, I, I'm not speaking for him, but, he has a tremendous according to articles that i've read various articles about him he has a tremendous work ethic and if he has a monk like work ethic where he set where he realizes if i give myself to the game for the next 5 7 years i am an immortal legend in this game
0: yeah we'll see i mean with like you said with modern you know technologies sports nutrition and everything it's quite possible that he'd be able to to do this longer than most people would would imagine and especially if you take into consideration his own genetics and his you know everything that would go into developing a plan that would allow for him to do this it's you know you're living at the, you're living within the best time to be able to see how far you could take your physical limits and you know especially the fact that he a lot of people are going to be making a lot of money off of his name and his likenesses and everything that he does. There'll they'll be investment there to be able to do that. So we shall see. It, it, it This, for one, we walk away from this season marveling at the all-around talent, which is Shohei Otani.
1: Marvelous.
0: And, and no matter what happens within the future, we at least can sit
1: back and say that this is something that took place and we were here to witness it. All of that—it's—it really is a shame that I think I brought this up a, a week or two ago that the Los Angeles Dodgers continue to spend money and they just don't get to the playoffs and they really, really need pitching help and it's been the same story for years now and that's why you're not going to be able to see Shohei Otani or Mike Trout while well, Mike Trout is injured and Anthony Rendon in the playoffs.
0: I the hope they Los get to the playoffs. Angeles, next Angels? Year. I thought you said Dodgers.
1: Oh, look, the LA Angels. Yeah, sorry. It was it's this the beer that I just finished. But yeah, Anyways, we, we
0: get like this uh, after we drink a little bit. I had a few Sochus. So, if you haven't noticed, my voice has gotten quite melodic, as though I'm trying to chat you up at the side of a bar. And uh, well, you're not. But sweet, we always sweet. need to have our
1: we need to have your energy, just like Showy Otani. To Carly, can you imagine the amount of carbs this man eats to a stay lot. fit to have enough energy? A lot. Where else can our listeners eat that much carbs? They can eat that at Casio
0: e Pepe. So, Casio e Pepe is our sponsor for today's episode, and it is an Italian restaurant. that specializes in the pasta that, and sauces that remind you of your own nanas. So, whenever you get the urge to eat some of that sweet nana sauce, you just give Casio e Pepe a call. Hey, Casio, what's up, mate? Let me get some of that nana sauce. It's really good stuff. So, make sure. Whenever you are rolling by, whenever you have that nice craving, whenever you want to sit back and have that indulgent meal after you have ran a half marathon or or a full marathon, Casio e Pepe, Italian restaurant. So so good, it makes you not want to slap
1: you in the face. Cheers cheers to them. They're delicious. Uh, I always thought... uh, Casio is uh, cheese in Italian. And I was I had always just referred to it as uh, formaggio, which is also cheese, but I don't know. I've been drinking, but anyways, Italian food is delicious. And we're going to eat Italian foods to help, after this episode, to help soak up all this beer and soju that we've drank. And as we slide, as we streak into our last segment, which is Houdini Watch, there's that guy. Harry Houdini, being the famous magician of the twentieth century of the early twentieth century, he would have all this escape artist. He's but I don't think he would call him a magician. He was an escape artist. I don't know why I called this Houdini illusionist. Sure, an illusionist. So maybe I need to rename this stuff because it's not about illusions. Anyways, well, no,
0: he did no, but it wasn't illusion because you would see him and then you didn't, and then there is the illusion that. Well, he was also an escape artist. He was an illusionist escape artist. Like he had a multitude of things about him. It wasn't like he was just classified as one thing. Like he would do illusions and he would also do escape. Uh, like he would have events where he would escape something. So he was an all around. Like He was like, he was David Blaine in that sense. Love well, that, David Blaine is what is the twin late 20th, early 21st
1: century of a Harry Houdini. Thank you for clarifying that. So in this week's Harry Houdini, Houdini Watch, there's that guy segment. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring your attention to the Kansas City Royals center fielder Michael A. Taylor, the Notorious M.A.T. I made that up. His nickname is not the Notorious M A T. So, Carlo, why do people his and he actually goes by Michael A. Taylor, like the announcers call him that. Uh, his baseball card, if you go online, it's Michael A. Taylor. Why do people have to put that initial, in their middle name? Like, I don't, I've never understood well, that. Well, some
0: it's- people do that. You know what? I may be speculating, but screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. I think some people do that as a way to differentiate them. Some people who might be juniors or the third will do that sometimes to kind of differentiate themselves from their seniors and others. Maybe because they also use their middle name a lot. Like, you know, how somebody will be like, their name is John, but their family calls him like
1: Jim, like,
0: I don't know, or something, or something like, you know what they I mean?
1: They call like him that. Michael Formaggio. No, I'm joking. No, Michael but, Asiago Taylor.
0: Why are you just going with any sort of typical like, Italian <laughs> cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh but no i mean maybe you know what honestly some people really like their last their, their middle name and they want to specify that they have that it's the same thing as say like you'll have some doctors who will put md or phd or do you know what i mean like some people
1: just like that pretentious stuff uh, i do that with my online university degree from the university of tijuana medical school oh. so <laughs> anyways we're talking about michael a taylor here people why is he nominated for Houdini Watch? Because Michael A. Taylor was a player for the Washington Nationals for like five or six years, or at least in their, in their organization. And I, again, as an Atlanta Braves fan, I would see a lot of him because the Washington Nationals play in the same division as the Atlanta Braves. And again, I would see him and then I kind of forgot about it because I'm not a Nationals fan. Low and bold, back on the 3rd of September, there was a game that the Kansas City Royals played against one of HBP's favorite team. And when I mean HBP, I mean me because DeCarlo doesn't like them. Or maybe he's not not one of the favorite teams. The Chicago White Sox. And in this game, the White Sox against the Royals, up comes Michael A. Taylor. I'm like, what? He's not with the Nationals anymore. I was really surprised. I'm like, I already knew. Ding, 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 ding. Whole boy's going to come on the podcast. No, unfortunately, we didn't get Michael A. Taylor on the podcast, but I'm speaking about michael a taylor he signed he apparently was let go by the nationals at the end of the 2020 season and he signed a one-year contract with the kansas city royals hats it to him and to carlos speaking of very good schools like your good friend harrison uh hayter bardner what's his name what's this guy's name from the the cardinals harrison bader harrison bader went to an excellent school in the new york city area but it's not new york city Michael A. Taylor went to one of the best schools in South Florida in Broward County, Westminster Academy, which I believe is an Episcopalian school. Mm. We talked about this, I think, was it last, was it episode 52 about the whole onward Christian soldier and Church of England?
0: Yeah, we we did.
1: So maybe, maybe to Carl, I'm speculating here. Maybe Michael A. Taylor knows the lyrics to onward christian soldier because he went to episcopalian school in fort lauderdale which is uh it's not cheap to go there but it's not as expensive as horus man but it's still pretty expensive well, so
0: we could we could be left with uh wondering or he could maybe tweet us and uh, let us know if if he does know the words to that. so michael A. taylor if you're listening tweet us at hpp 4040 about whether or not you know the words to onward christian soldier
1: Maybe we should tweet him and say, Hey, we gave you a shout out here because we, we noticed that you're playing for the Royals. Uh, he, one of the reasons he was let go by the, the Nationals, because over the past two or three years, his performance has kept going down. His OPS on, bl- on base plus slugging, which is like your power metric, hasn't been good. Back in 2018, his OP- OPS was 644, which in the, it's almost like a report card. 644 is poor now in 2021 with what a handful of games left in the season. His OPS is 661, which is actually an improvement from poor to below average. But again, not what you want from your center fielder. However, he has improved his strikeout rate. So he struck out much less than he has previously in this one year. And he's playing such good defense to Carlo that he's in talks to be a potential gold glove winner in center field in the American league. So, you know what hats off to him. And also uh, earlier this month, he was put on the family medical emergency list. I don't, I didn't find out what it was. It doesn't matter. He's now back with the Kansas city Royals. Michael A. Taylor is. So we hope Michael whatever issue that he had to take care of as a family man We hope it's been uh, resolved in a good, good way. So Michael A. Taylor, you are our Houdini watch this week. We hope you get a a multi-year contract with the Kansas City Royals or another team. And we hope your family is safe and sound. And, um, you know, I hope you're sending your kids also to the best academy in Kansas City. It may not be Westminster Academy. It may not be Horace Mann School. But I'm sure it's a he can afford to send her his kids, if he has kids, to one of the best schools in Kansas City.
0: Well, yeah. But you know what? That doesn't only classify you as being a good dad. But you know what else does classify you as being a good dad? What? Being a listener. So shout out to my, uh, shout out to my mom's dad, who is a new listener out in Baldwin. I know it's you. So thank you for listening. So anyway.
1: Shout out to dads. Especially Shout again. out to all the dads, even though fa- Father's Day is every day. Aww. Yeah, you know what, Father's never moment. get,
0: like, honestly, it's kind of, it's, it's sad that dads don't really get a good rap sometimes, you know? Like, I mean, not for nothing, of course. We know moms are in a completely different universe or multiverse in, in their own, but dads, when dads show up, they do they do the do, you know what I mean? And and that that's a big thing, so... Yeah, you know, it's not said much, but when it is, it's always appreciated. So shout out to the dads out there.
1: Shout out to all the dads. Shout out to all the... Shout out to Pharrell Williams as well, who's also a dad. And yes. Chad Hugo's also a dad. Even yes. though Pharrell Williams doesn't like, I don't say he doesn't like baseball, but his favorite sport, DiCarlo. He's skateboard P. He's skateboard. Skateboy P. Mm-hmm. Do you yes. think we should start another podcast about skateboarding and like Music,
0: if you were talking to my 1998 version, then yes. But with that being said, that's also a wrap on this podcast. So into that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, where we sit back and talk about baseball drinks, private schools, and everything else under the sun, please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review and rate us. It helps with the analytics. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. And Google Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at HBP4040 and on Instagram at Hipster Baseball Podcast. We love to talk to you in there. So shoot us some feedback. You can sit back and tag our drinks, whatever the case may be. We always enjoy communicating with our listeners. Also, like always, our drinks will be in the show notes if you are interested in consuming them for yourself. And make sure you join us next time for a brand new episode of HBP Hipster Baseball Podcast. Peace out.